My name is Father John Eckert. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Charlotte, North Carolina, and I welcome you to this program, The Hands of God, in which we reflect on the lives of the saints. In Psalm 143, we hear about the power of God's hand when the psalmist says, I remember the days that are past. I ponder all your works. I muse on what your hand has wrought, and to you I lift up my hands. Like a parched land, my soul thirsts for you. In St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, we hear how we are called to be the hands of God. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. The saints are formed by the hands of God and the saints are the hands of God by which he is forming us. Let us reflect on the lives and virtues of the saints as we pray that the virtues of the saints might also grow in us. In this episode of The Hands of God, we reflect on the life of Blessed Solanus Casey, a 20th century Capuchin Franciscan who lived in the Midwestern United States. Our reflections today will stem from the homily of Cardinal Angelo Amato at the beatification of Father Solanus Casey at Ford Field in Detroit on November 18, 2017. I'll begin by reading from the Cardinal's homily. The beatification of Father, of Father Francis Solanus is a historic event for the Archdiocese of Detroit, for the Order of Franciscan Capuchins, and the American Church. It is, in fact, the second beatification of a priest born in America, after that of the missionary Stanley Francis Rother, which took place last September 23rd in Oklahoma City. While Blessed Stanley Rother died a martyr in Guatemala, killed in hatred of the faith, Blessed Francis Solanus Casey attained holiness here in the United States of America, ascending every day the steps of the ladder that takes one to the encounter with God through love of one's needy neighbors. Others, above all the poor, were seen by him not as a weight or an obstacle to his climb to perfection, but as a way to the light of the splendor of God. Witnesses affirm that love, faith, and trust were the three points that he always preached to people. Faith, hope, and charity were for him the seal of the Trinity in our souls. Their practice constituted the effective antidote to atheism, despair, and hatred that pollute human society. The preaching of Father Solanus was not a sterile and disincarnate announcement. It was accompanied, rather, by the concrete practice of faith, hope, and charity in his everyday life. As long as there is a scintilla of faith, he used to say, there can be no discouragement and sorrow. Coming from an Irish family of profound Catholic convictions, faith was for him a very precious inheritance for facing the difficulties of life. The sense of the presence of the providence of God was alive, not only in the formal moments of prayer, liturgy, and study, but also in the daily events of family life. And so, when the young Bernard Casey entered the Capuchins becoming Francis Solanus, he passed from one community of faith to another. Father Solanus lives by faith. His person seemed to be surrounded by a supernatural halo. He always used to pray, above all in front of the tabernacle. Prayer was his constant practice of piety. He had a son's devotion to Mary and recited the rosary with devotion. 
Reception of the sacraments gave him security and courage to face the future. His profound faith allowed him to receive others as a brother, independently of their race or religion. Rabbis and ministers of at least 16 Protestant congregations visited him often for discussions and advice. One day, a Protestant minister asked Father Solanus if he would pray for his seriously ill son. Certainly, the Capuchin answered, only God can heal your son, but I will pray for him. Cardinal John Dearden of Detroit noted, Father Solanus practiced ecumenism long before Vatican II. The new blessed exhorted, in fact, non-Catholics, to live their faith authentically, even if for him Catholicism was the only true religion. During his apostolate in Yonkers, he often repeated a paradoxical affirmation made by Monsignor Robert Hugh Benson, son of the Anglican Archbishop of Canterbury, who converted to Catholicism and became a priest and a successful writer. He said, The Catholic Church promises much, but in my experience, she gives ten times more. If you place on a balance scale life with success outside the church and life with the greatest lack of success in the church, I would choose the second a thousand times over. I'd like to reflect a little bit on the early life and transition into the monastery of Father Solanus. As we heard in the homily from the Beatification, the sense of the presence of the providence of God was alive not only in the formal moments of prayer, liturgy, and study, but also in the daily events of family life. And as he left from one house of prayer with his family, he went to another house of prayer in the monastery. Our lives can be the same. To take the time every single day to notice the fact that we are surrounded by the providence of God. Think about your home. What does it say is the most important thing in your life? When you first come into the front door, does it look as though there's an altar built to the TV? Or do people know that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of this household? And I don't say that to try to guilt you or anything like that, but it is funny how often TVs can take the pride of place in a home. And of course, there can be good things on those TVs. But do we know every single day that our life is surrounded by the presence of God. It sounds like the Casey family prayed together quite a lot. Do we do that with our own families? It sounds like they knew throughout good times and in bad that God was there, leading them through even the most difficult of moments. Do we know that too? Do we take the time each day to spend time with God and with one another, trusting in his promises, rereading the accounts of his love letters to humanity and sacred scripture, looking at the lives of the saints to see the way that God has interacted with so many who have come before us and to recognize the fact that he is right there with us as well. Let's ask today, Blessed Solanus Casey, to help us to recognize the constant presence of the providence and the love of God and to place our trust in him. Reflecting on the life of Blessed Solanus Casey, we hear in the homily from his beatification that others, above all the poor, were seen by him not as a weight or an obstacle to his climb to perfection, but as a way to the light of the splendor of God. We are surrounded by so many people each and every day who are created in the image and likeness of God. It's so easy to brush different people off, to write them off, to judge them before we ever even get to know them. But remember, all of our brothers and sisters around us, 
just like us, were created in the image and likeness of God. It's even an interesting thing to hear that Blessed Solanus exhorted, in fact, non-Catholics to live their faith authentically, even if for him Catholicism was the only true religion. It's a beautiful thing to know that even religion did not separate him from others. His love of Christ helped him to love all of those he came into contact with. Remember, he saw people not as obstacles, but as helps in loving God more and more. My friends, we have the same opportunities around us as well. God puts many different people in our paths. And just like Blessed Solanus Casey, let's ask our Heavenly Father for the grace to love him more and more with all of our hearts. And of course, just like Blessed Solanus Casey, to love our neighbors as ourselves.